Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, January 3rd, 2022. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on this edition of the show. I hope everyone had a happy new year. I know you did if you're a Buckeye fan. That Rose Bowl was crazy. Let's talk about it. It was definitely one of the most exciting Ohio State games that I have ever seen. It was also highly frustrating at times, but you're not going to have an exciting game without a lot of frustration. Tell you what, watching it the second time was more fun than watching it the first time, I think. You're able to just enjoy the game the second time and not worry about everything. But kudos to the Buckeyes for coming back when it looked like, not that they were down and out. They were, I mean, they were down 14 at various stages of the game. It just didn't look good. But they were never, the way the offense was moving the ball, you kind of got the feeling they were never out of it. They just needed a stop or two on defense and not to make any mistakes, and they could get back in it, and that's what happened. Buckeyes pulled out 48-45 over Utah. We're always going to remember the record-shattering performances from C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba in this game. I mean, you would say video game stats, but these are even better than video game stats. C.J. Stroud, 37 of 46 for 573 yards, six touchdowns, one interception, shatters Rose Bowl records, shatters Ohio State individual game records. Jackson Smith and Jigba did him one better, so to speak. 15 receptions, 347 yards, and three touchdowns. The 347 receiving yards are the most in any bowl game in college football history. Think about that. Think about all the bowl games that have ever been played. That's the most receiving yards in a game. Jackson Smith and Jigba is not human, and he's coming back for another year. Absolutely incredible. You know, I also give the defense a lot of credit for the way they played in the second half. You know, I wrote my postgame column, What We Learned. I kind of did a stream of consciousness this time, and, you know, at halftime, I'm calling them soft. I'm like – Apparently, they didn't mind being called soft for the last five weeks because they came out there and had the quarterback bouncing off of them on third and fourth and one, goes 62 yards for a touchdown. I mean, it looked like Utah could do whatever they wanted in the first half. The defense really, really short things up in the second half. You know, a big time, big time hats off to Tommy Eichenberg. I, don't, I never saw this coming. He, he looked like he turned into Matt Wilhelm out there, not just because he was wearing the number 35. 17 tackles for Tommy Eichenberg. And sometimes tackles can be an overrated stat in football, not in this game. I mean, he was not missing tackles. It wasn't like he was making downfield tackles or guys were basically running him over and he kind of tripped him at the last minute and got credited with a tackle. No, he's flying in there, made a big-time tackle for loss. He's chasing guys down, making big stops on third down to either force a field goal or force them to go for it on fourth down. I mean, Tommy Eichenberg was all over the field, and that bodes very well for next year. He's still a young guy, and that doesn't mean that he's locked in as one of the best linebackers on the team or a starting linebacker, although I tend to think he will be a starting linebacker. I'm still very high on steel chambers. 
I loved what I saw to Cade Stover. How about that? I think he has found a home. He just he, defense is where he needs to play. I mean, just <laughs> I love the attitude that he brings. But Tommy Eichenberg, Cade Stover. I love seeing Tyleek Williams in there a lot of defense and tackle. I was hoping to see a lot of Tyleek Williams. We saw a ton of Tyleek Williams. So, man, I am bullish on this team for next year. We're, we're going to get into next year in a little bit. I want to talk more about the Rose Bowl. I also think the offensive line probably doesn't get enough credit. They kept C.J. Stroud clean. The offensive line did a good job out there. And I loved that young guys got valuable experience, I mean, particularly at wide receiver with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Mechnick Buka and you know, Julian Fleming. How about Harrison Jr.? Comes into the game with five receptions all season, no touchdowns. All season, five receptions, no touchdowns. In the Rose Bowl, six receptions, three touchdowns. Have a coming out party, Marvin Harrison Jr., why don't you? So it's going to be fun watching him next year and Egbuka uh, and Fleming um, to go with the superstar Jackson Smith and Jig. But, of course, they have C.J. Stroud coming back as the quarterback. All right, let's get into next year. First of all, next year's offensive line, I think this is how it's going to look left to right. All right, left tackle, Paris Johnson Jr. I think that's uh, you know that's an easy call. You know, Nick Petit Ferreira's left. Thayer Munford's now leaving after his 20th year. Um, so Paris Johnson's going to finally move to his natural spot of left tackle. And then I think you know next to him will be Matt Jones. No surprise there. Matt Jones uh, started the Rose Bowl there, played really well. Matt Jones played really well the previous year in 2020 when he had to start the last three games of the season at left guard. I think Matt Jones is going to have a really good year next year as a fifth-year senior. Luke Whipler returning at center. I think he's going to be the starter there. Harry Miller will give him a run for the job. Harry Miller is also going to be in the run for a starting guard job. And perhaps Harry Miller will be the starting right guard. I tend to think it's going to be Donovan Jackson. I know the staff is very high on Donovan Jackson. He played a little bit as a true freshman this year. I look for Donovan Jackson to win that right guard job next year. And then returning at right tackle, Dewan Jones. He hasn't made that official yet, but um, Dewan Jones is coming back. So Dewan Jones, all six foot nine, 360 plus pounds of him coming back. It's funny, Dewan Jones is listed at 360. When you talk to the coaches and the players, they all refer to him as like 400 pounds, 390, something like that. So one of those cases where the uh, official roster, the weight doesn't really reflect how big Dewan Jones is. So, uh, I mean, 360, that's plenty big enough, but I don't think he's 360. I think he's at least 380, 390. So th- th- there you go. I think it's going to be Paris Johnson, Matt Jones, Luke Whippler, Donovan Jackson, Dewan Jones, left to right as your starting offensive line. I do think Josh Fryer is going to also make a run for a starting job. He'll be a top backup if he's not a starter. I mentioned Harry Miller. We've got other guys, Enoch Mamahi, um, and uh, several other guys that could be in the mix, but I think those are going to be your starters. And then, I mean, an embarrassment of Rich's returns at the, the rest of the offense. If you look at Stroud coming back, we talk about the receivers with JSN and Harrison and Buka and Fleming. Of course, Travion Henderson coming back at running back. He's going to be even better as a sophomore. I think the one thing he needs to get better at is finding the hole a little bit better, working on that vision a little bit. He's just going to keep getting better and better and better. And, and hopefully Mayan Williams doesn't transfer. I don't think he will. I think Mayan Williams needs to be a big part of this offense, that one-two punch, Henderson and Williams. I love it. So hopefully Mayan Williams comes back, and I think he will. I think he will. Now, tight end is interesting. They need to find a tight end in the portal, in my opinion. They do have some guys coming back. They've got Joe Royer coming back. They've got G. Scott Jr. coming back as a flex tight end. They've got Sam Hart coming back, who was a true freshman this year. And they've got Bennett Christian coming in as a true freshman for next year, meaning really later this year. Bennett Christian, a member of the 2022 class for the Buckeyes, will be a true freshman this coming fall. So they've got those guys. But I think they need to add a tight end from the portal, and I think they will. Um, they went after a young man from Oklahoma who ended up following Spencer Rattler to South Carolina. So we know that they're interested in finding a tight end. 
I think Cade Stover, I mean, I know he can move back there if they need him to, but to me, it looks like Cade Stover has found a home at linebacker. Uh, we'll see what new defensive coordinator Jim Knowles thinks about that. How about Jim Knowles? His first day on the job is today. I mean, technically it was yesterday. I don't know if he worked yesterday, but technically um, it was yesterday. January 2nd was his first day on the job. I think today is his real first day on the job. I think it's a grand slam home run hire. Jim Knowles is defensive coordinator. You guys know how I feel about that. I've talked about that on the show several times since he was hired. I mean, he's got a lot of returning starters at his disposal, and I cannot wait to see what he does. He turned Oklahoma State into the number three total defense in the country this season with a collection of three-star guys. Now he's got a bunch of four-star, five-star guys to work with and a bunch of guys that got experience this year. And, you know, a guy like Tommy Eichenberg is a great example. I think we all thought, oh, he's not ready to play. There should be other guys that are playing linebacker at Ohio State. Look what he was by the end of the season. He's going to be even better next year. Look at some of these guys like Tyleek Williams. I can't wait to see JT Tuimolo-Low as a sophomore. He's going to be a superstar. Jack Sawyer next year. You know, Mike Hall is going to take a big jump, I think. Uh, you know, Ty Hamilton's a guy that's going to play a decent amount. So they've got some guys. Teron Vincent, I, I thought he's been a disappointment. He looked pretty good to me. He definitely has added a lot of weight. But, hey, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. You know, he's also strong up front. You can see he, he likes to have that floppy belly hanging out of his uniform like he did uh, during the Rose Bowl. But I think Teron Vincent can be, you know, a good player next year as a fifth-year senior at defensive tackle. So I like what they have at, the, at defensive line, linebacker with some of those guys coming back. It is interesting. A lot of those guys, Steel Chambers, a converted running back, although he played linebacker in high school. Cade Stover, converted tight end, although he came to Ohio State as a defensive player and, of course, played defense in high school. Yeah, train him coming in as a transfer from uh, Arizona State. He'll be playing linebacker. Eichenberg's coming back. Uh, Cody Simon, who missed the Rose Bowl, he'll be back at linebacker. Ronnie Hickman's kind of a hybrid safety outside linebacker Ronnie Hickman is. I think he'll be more of a um, – I think Hickman probably will get moved around a lot in, in Knowles' defense. Knowles likes to move guys around. One of the defensive ends is always standing up. They call it the jack linebacker. Uh, we'll see what happens with Zach Harrison. I don't know if Zach Harrison's going to come back or not. He has not made that official. Seems to be leaning toward coming back. But um, I tell you what, with Tui Molo Lau and Jack Sawyer, I think they'll, uh, they're in good shape at defensive end regardless. Jonte Jean-Baptiste will be back next year as well. Tyler Friday. Uh, hopefully we'll be healthy. He'll be back next year. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Latham Ransom got banged up. Looked like he had a serious injury. So hopefully he's going to be okay for next year. Another guy that really stepped up, Court Williams. The staff has been high on him, calling him one of the hardest workers on the team. Court Williams is the guy that's going to have a big role in this defense next year, in my opinion. They'll get Josh Proctor back. They'll have Bryson Shaw back. Bryson Shaw, to me, is more of a depth guy. Hopefully you know Josh Proctor can take that job and run with it corner I, I love what they have coming back at corner with Denzel Burke Cam Brown I look for some of those young corners to step up like J.K. Johnson Jordan Hancock so uh, really like uh, the talent at the disposal for Jim Knowles and I like Jim Knowles we've seen it time and time again at Ohio State it doesn't take long when a good defensive coordinator takes over 2013 they were a terrible defense 2014 Chris Ash comes in paired with Luke Fickle but really it was Chris Ash calling the shots that year and immediately the 2014 defense was turned around Least amount of missed tackles in the country that year. They, of course, won the national championship. The other example is 2018 and 2019. 2018, terrible defense. 2019, Jeff Hathley comes in, takes over the defense. Immediately, they're a great defense. Number one total defense in the country. Same guys, too. I mean, yeah, they were a year older, guys like Chase Young. Chase Young was a lot better as a junior than a sophomore. I get that. Still, pretty much the same guys. Jeff Hathley turned them around like that. They went from 70-something in the country in total defense in 2018 to the number one total defense in the country in 2019. 
Now, I don't think Ohio State is going to have the number one total defense in the country in 2022, but they don't need to have the number one total defense. They're going to be electric again on offense. They're going to be elite again on offense. They're going to have probably the number one total offense in the country again. If not, they'll be top three, top five at the worst, scoring offense, total offense, everything. They will be elite offensively. They just need to be good defensively, and they can win the national championship. I think Knowles is going to get them at least to good. If he can get them better than that, he can get them very good. If they're a very good defense, I wouldn't even go to great. They go to great, look out. They can be a very good defense matched with an elite offense. They'll win the national championship. Very good defense, elite offense. Look out for Ohio State next year. All right, let's talk some recruiting. Buckeyes with the big time get yesterday. You think the uh, 2022 class is over? Not so much. Amari Abor committed to the Buckeyes yesterday, defensive end out of Duncanville, Texas. He's the third highest member of this class. C.J. Hicks is the highest ranked member of the class. Sonny Styles, who reclassified, second highest rated member of the class. And now Amari Abor, the third highest rated member of the class. He is ranked as the number four edge rusher in the country, the number 38 overall player in the country. So knocking on the door to be a five-star, very, very high four-star. What a great get. I love this. Six foot four, 240 pounds, a true edge rusher. And they've got two guys coming off the edge now in this class that I really like, including Kenyatta Jackson. He's ranked as the number seven edge rusher in the country, number 70 overall player. He's out of Hollywood, Florida, Kenyatta Jackson is. So two great gets there. Getting Amari Abor yesterday, getting Kenyatta Jackson much earlier in the process. I love both those guys. I mean, and they're going to need depth at defensive end next year. Yeah, Tui Milowal and Jack Sawyer are going to be the starters. Well, we'll see. I mean, Zach Harrison, if he comes back, might be a starter too. They need some good depth behind those guys. As I mentioned, Javante Jean-Baptiste is coming back, Tyler Friday, but, you know, they might need one of these true freshmen to play a, a relatively big role next year. Amari Abor could be that guy or it could be Kenyatta Jackson, but I like that they have both these guys in this class. Ohio State has the number four class in the country for the 2022 class with just 19 commitments just 19 commits. They've got the third best class when you look at average player ranking. So the number one class in the country, according to the composite Texas A&M, followed by number two, Alabama, number three, Georgia, and then number four, Ohio State. We'll finish off the top 10 here. Texas, the fifth best class in the country. Penn State, sixth best. James Franklin continues to show he can recruit, but can't coach. Penn State, seven and six this year after losing to Kentucky in their bowl game. If I'm a Penn State fan, I am not happy about the state of that program. Seven and six, I'm not happy about the state of that program if I'm a Penn State fan. But I'm not a Penn State fan, and I bet you're not either. So I bet you are happy about the state of Penn State's program. Regardless, that's going to be a tough game next year going in that whiteout. It doesn't matter how mediocre or how good or whatever Penn State is. That'll be a tough game for the Buckeyes next year. Buckeyes have a really tough schedule next year. Notre Dame to start off the year. The crossover games in the Big Ten are Iowa and Wisconsin and Northwestern. They play everybody in the East, of course. You're playing you know, at Penn State, at Michigan State, Michigan at home. I can't wait for that game. I think the Buckeyes are going to exact revenge. Big time on the Wolverines. That's a topic for a different day. Maryland, that's not going to be an easy game. Eh, it might be. You never know. Ryan Day tends to beat the brakes off of Maryland every time he plays them. But Maryland is going to have at least a dangerous offense next year with Tungavailoa coming back. So, um it's not an easy schedule, but um, I think the Buckeyes will be more than just fine. But anyway, Penn State, sixth best class in the country. Franklin can recruit, can't really coach very well. Notre Dame, seventh best class in the country. Carolina, North Carolina is eighth. Michigan is ninth. And then Oklahoma closes out the top 10 at 10th. So there you go. Those are your top 10 classes 
in the 2022 class, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, guys that will be true freshmen this coming season. Well, thank you for joining me on this solo edition of the Bucknuts Morning 5. I hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, Buckjam Band in the land. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.